Hi, I'm Jay Shuttler. It's July 9th, and this is the Bible in the Year with Maple City Chapel. Reading for today is 1 Chronicles chapter 7 and 8, Acts of the Apostles chapter 27 verses 1 to 20, Psalms 7 verses 1 to 17, and Proverbs 18 verse 22. 1 Chronicles chapter 7, the four sons of Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron. The sons of Tola were Uzai, Rephaiah, Jeriel, Jamai, Ibsim, and Shemuel. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. At the time of King David, the total number of mighty warriors listed in the records of these clans was 22,600. The son of Uzai was Israiai. The sons of Israiai were Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah. These five became the leaders of clans. All of them had many wives and many sons, so the total number of men available for military service among their descendants was 36,000. The total number of mighty warriors from all the clans of the tribe of Issachar was 87,000. All of them were listed in, the, in their genealogical records. Three of Benjamin's sons were Bela, Becher, and Jediel. The five sons of Bela were Esban, Uzai, Aziel, Jeremoth, and Ira. Each of them were the leader of an ancestral clan. The total number of mighty warriors from these clans was 22,034, as listed in their genealogical records. The sons of Becher were Zimari, Joash, Eliezer, Elioniai, Amri, Jeremoth, Abijai, Anathoth, and Elameth. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. The total number of mighty warriors and leaders from these clans was 20,200, as listed in their genealogical records. The son of Jediel was Bilhan. The sons of Bilhan were Jeush, Benjamin, Ehud, Kanana, Zethan, Tarshish, and Ahishahar. Each of them was the leader of an ancestral clan. From these clans, the total number of mighty warriors ready for war was 17,200. The sons of Ur were Shuppim and Huppim. Hushim was the son of Aher. The sons of Naphtali were Jaziel, Gunai, Jezer, and Shillam. They were all descendants of Jacob's concubine, Billah. The descendants of Manasseh through his Aramean concubine included Azrael, she also bore Makar, the father of Gilead. Makar found wives for Huppim and Shuppim. Makar had a sister named Mecca. One of his descendants was Zelophehad, who only had daughters. Makar's wife, Mecca, gave birth to a son whom she named Perish. His brother's name was Shirish. The sons of Perish were Ulam and Rakim. The son of Ulam was Bedan. All of these were considered Gileadites, descendants of Macher, son of Manasseh. Macher's sister, Hamalaketh, gave birth to Ishad, Abiezer, and Mala. The sons of Shemida were Ahian, Shechem, Lachai, and Aniam. The descendants of Ephraim were Shethelah, Barad, Tahath, Elida, Tahath, Zabad, Shethelah, Ezer, and Eliad. 
These two were killed trying to steal livestock from the local farmers near Gath. Their father, Ephraim, mourned for them a long time, and his relatives came to comfort him. Afterward, Ephraim slept with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Ephraim named him Bariah because of the tragedy his family had suffered. He had a daughter named Shira. She built the towns of Lower and Upper Beth Haran and Uzan Shira. The descendants of Ephraim included Repha, Reshef, Tela, Tehan, Laden, Amahud, Elishama, Nun, and Joshua. The descendants of Ephraim lived in the territory that included Bethel and its surrounding towns to the south, Naren to the east, Gezer and its villages to the west, and Shechem and its surrounding villages to the north as far as Aya and its towns. Along the border of Manasseh were the towns of Bethshan, Tanakh, Megiddo, Dor, and their surrounding villages. The descendants of Joseph, son of Israel, lived in these towns. The sons of Asher's were Imna, Ishva, Ishvai, and Bariah. They had a sister named Sarah. The sons of Bariah were Heber and Malchilel, the father of Berzath. The sons of Heber were Japhlet, Shomer, and Hotham. They had a sister named Shua. The sons of Japhlet were Pasach, Bimhal, and Ashvath. The sons of Shomer were Ahai, Roga, Hubba, and Aram. The sons of his brother Helam were Zophah, Imna, Shelish, and Amel. The sons of Zophah were Sua, Hernifer, Shul, Berai, Imra, Bezer, Had, Shammah, Shilsha, Ithran, and Bera. The sons of Jether were Jephunah, Pispa, and Era. The sons of Ula were Era, Heniel, and Reziah. Each of these descendants of Asher was the head of an ancestral clan. They were all select men, mighty warriors, and outstanding leaders. The total number of men available for military service was 26,000, as listed in their genealogical records. First Chronicles chapter 8. Benjamin's first son was Bela. The second was Ashbel. The third was Ahara. The fourth was Noah, and the fifth was Rapha. The sons of Bela were Adar, Gera, Abahud, Abishua, Naaman, Ahoah, Gera, Shephuphan, and Huram. The sons of Ehud, leaders of the clans living at Geba, were exiled to Manahath. Ehud's sons were Naaman, Ahijah, and Gera. Gera, who led them into exile, was the father of Uzzah and Ahihud. After Shaharam divorced his wives, Husham and Bera, he had children in the land of Moab. His wife, Hadesh, gave birth to Jobed, Zebiah, Mesha, Malcolm, Jeus, Zechariah, and Mermah. These sons all became the leaders of clans. Shaharim's wife, Husham, had already given birth to Abitub and Elpael. The sons of Elpael were Eber, Misham, Shemed, who built the towns of Ono and Lod and their nearby villages, Bariah and Shema. They were the leaders of the clans living in Ajalon, and they drove out the inhabitants of Gath. Ahio, Shashak, Jeremoth, Zebediah, Arid, Eder, Michael, Ishpa, and Joha were the sons of Bariah. Zebediah, Meshulam, Hizkai, Heber, Ishmerai, Isliah, and Jobed were the sons of Elpal. Jacob, 
Zikri, Zabdi, Elianai, Zilathai, Eliel, Adai, Barai, and Shimroth were the sons of Shimei. Ishban, Eber, Eliel, Abdon, Zikri, Hanan, Hananiah, Elam, Anthathijah, Iphdiai, and Penuel were the sons of Shashuk. Shamshariah, Shehariah, Athaliah, Jerreshai, Elijah, and Zechari were the sons of Jeraham. These were the leaders of the ancestral clans. They were listed in their genealogical records, and they all lived in Jerusalem. Jael, the father of Gibeon, lived in the town of Gibeon. His wife's name was Mekah, and his oldest son was named Abdon. Jael's other sons were Zer, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gador, Ahio, Zechariah, and Miklah, who was the father of Shimeam. All these families lived near each other in Jerusalem. Ner is the father of Kish. Kish was the father of Saul. Saul was the father of Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbaal. Jonathan was the father of Merib Baal. Meribaal was the father of Micah. Micah was the father of Pithon, Melech, Tahira, and Ahaz. Ahaz was the father of Jada. Jada was the father of Elameth, Asmazeth, and Zimri. Zimri was the father of Moza. Moza was the father of Binia. Binia was the father of Rephai. Rephai was the father of Elisa. Elisa was the father of Azel. Azel had six sons, Azrakam, Bokaru, Ishmael, Shirai, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. Azel's brother, Eshek, had three sons. The first was Ulam, the second was Jeush, and the third was Eliphelet. Ulam's sons were almighty warriors and expert archers. They had many sons and grandsons, 150 in all. All these were descendants of Benjamin. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramidium, on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day, when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. There the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty we finally neared Snidus. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fair Havens near the town of Lycia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, 
farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor, with only a southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island called Cauda, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Psalm chapter 7. I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors. Rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done wrong or am guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me. Let them trample me into the ground and drag my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger. Stand up against the fury of my enemies. Wake up, my God, and bring justice. Gather the nations before you. Rule over them from on high. The Lord judges the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the evil of those who are wicked and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a deep pit to trap others, then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfires in them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Proverbs 18, verse 22. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and receives favor from the Lord. Amen and hallelujah.